talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Well, it's nice to be talking about football once again, and even better, a Don's win. We'll be looking back on last night's trip to Perth, as well as previewing Sunday's game with Livingston in another action-packed Red Friday. It's been a tough few weeks for the players, though, and Ash Taylor is just happy to be back playing football. Especially as players, um, knowing what you can and can't do, but no, it's it's time to concentrate on football, um, which we did last night, and it was nice to get back to that, and uh, now we move forward as a, as a group of lads. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Yeah, good evening. It is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. And Dave, first of all, just uh, great to see the Dons back in action and getting the three points. Yeah, it wasn't the best of games, to put it mildly, and uh, we really were pummeled in the, in the early stages, the first 30 minutes or so. But the most important thing is we got the three points, and that gets us off, gets that monkey off your back, and hopefully we can just carry on from, from now on in. And remember, still an awful lot of players to come back. Yeah, we'll talk about the performance in a few minutes, Andrew. But first of all, as Dave was saying there, just nice to get back in action after the, the time off, and uh, for the fans especially, just to actually be talking about football. Yeah, and talking positively about the, the team's result last night. Not the performance. I totally agree with Dave. I was at the game and it was purgatory watching a lot of that. Uh, but they, they dug deep. They showed a lot of resilience, a lot of character. And and they end up deserved the victory because St Johnston, for all the possession that they had, had no cutting edge up front. We had no strikers available they've got no strikers that are capable of doing anything in the final third. So it was never going to be a game packed full of goals. Uh, but in the end up, we got Ryan Hedges' strike, the 400th Premiership goal for Aberdeen, and it could turn out to be so valuable. Yeah, uh, well, we, exactly. Uh, the, the, the team got there in the end, Dave, but that first half, um, <laughs> it did feel in large parts. I mean, obviously it did feel like a team that haven't played in a while. I think that goes without saying. But more than that, there were so many slack passes, so many times where players were almost slightly confused by, by not where they were playing, but also, also by who was actually going for the ball sometimes. Yeah, it was. I mean, it started off with players out of position um, because you know by necessity lose Ferguson playing up front which wasn't a great success yet. but you had people like Funso Ojo who's normally doesn't give anything away it was like it was a, his twin brother that doesn't play football um, but as you say we, we, as Andrew said we, we dug deep and showed lots of character and certainly um, you know to take positives I think that um, debut for Ross McCrory he, he did very well he looked as though he'll be a, a good asset I thought Scott Wright given he hadn't played for so long uh, looked really good and also Tommy Hoban obviously a bit ring rusty at the start he hasn't played for over a year but he came on to a good game and he'll show, us what a cla- he'll show what a classy player he is for Aberdeen Yeah I mean it was great to see these players back and, and just a word on Tommy Hoban there uh, Andrew as well because it's been it's been a long time coming seeing him play a full 90 minutes It has indeed I think it's 18 months uh, he was out with injury and it says a lot about his mental strength that he not only managed to fight off yet another injury but he's got himself back to to playing at a level that um, you know I'm sure in the darkest days when he was injured he never thought he was going to get back to but uh, he was a wee bit rusty there's no getting away from it but he's got ability there's no question of that and 
Again, he could be a very vital player for Aberdeen. Ross McCrory showed his versatility. I, I must admit, when, when I saw the team line up, I thought, right, he's in centre midfield and Ronnie Hernandez will be at right back. But uh, he showed his his abilities as a right back. And when he drove through the middle of the park um, in the latter stages of the first half, which seemed to galvanise the, the Aberdeen team into picking up their performance level. He looks so comfortable in the ball. So, uh, as Dave said, he's going to be a very, very good signing for Aberdeen in the years to come. Yeah, a player that can play in a few positions and that is the kind of player that it's already been shown this season that Derek McInnes needs those kind of players. Oh, de- definitely. And, of course, uh, today, um, Ross named in the Scotland Under-21 squad one of a quartet of Aberdeen players with Lewis Ferguson, Conor McLennan and Dean Campbell as well. But, you know, the manager... He likes players that he can slot into different positions and, and certainly uh, Ross McCrory is one that fits that bill. Yeah. Absolutely. And a, play, a player that's still, as you said, he's playing in the under-21 squad, but yeah, he's played over 100 times for Rangers and he is a player that has experience. Yeah, and uh, he played down south for Portsmouth on loan last season and w- was well thought of down there. So um, it's a pretty shrewd signing, I must admit. Let's get some of the reaction from some of the fans uh, from last night's game. Uh, we're going we're gonna to hear from Ken we're going to hear from Lee we're going to first of all hear from Stephen I didn't think it was a fantastic game uh, with the team having a look of rustiness about them but the result was all that mattered given the long layoff I thought we looked comfortable at the back and there was a good driving run from Ryan Hedges that led to our goal definitely wasn't pretty um, it was quite tough to watch at times but as you say the main thing is we got the win which was important for us uh, especially with all the eyes that have been on us in recent weeks Um I thought Scott Wright played really well last night. I'd like to see him get a run in the team a little bit longer. Hopefully injuries uh, don't uh, play any factor in that. Uh, for weekend's game, I can kind of see he's doing the same again. I can maybe see a 1-0. I think we're far from being uh, where we want to be just now, but I think we should have enough to see Livy off, given the fact that I actually thought Livy were probably one of the, the better teams last year. Um, certainly playing above par where they should be. Uh, but no, I think we'll win it. I think it'll be close again. Uh, and I'm going to say one 0 After what Aberdeen's been going through, and obviously the almost like a makeshift squad, any win's a good win, regardless. It's three points in the bank, and they've just got to keep moving forward, collecting the points, and then taking as many points out the the, uh, the games as they can. North Zone One Red Friday. Yeah, hearing from Lee McAllister there as well, Dave, and, and I think, you know, the fans pretty much summing it up there that really it's um, it's about getting the points at this stage. It certainly is, uh, and playing, we're playing catch-up, there's no doubt about it, uh, but another win on Sunday would do wonders for our position. And if we if we win on Sunday, the worst we can be is just a point behind Celtic, you know, so it yeah. is still very early days. It's, as we said last week, you want the points in the bag rather than having to play catch-up. But if you're having to play catch-up, you obviously want to win as many games of, the, of those in hand as you, you can. Yeah, yeah, it's all about putting pressure on the teams around uh, the Dons. And of course, Livingston, uh, a team that haven't really started this season, Andrew. I mean, they had, I mean, I suppose the most we've seen is, is of course, that, that draw with Rangers. But up until that point, you know, draw with Motherwell, uh, fairly comprehensive defeat to Hibs, and then the defeat at St Mirren uh, in the first game of the season. So they're, they're well into their season um, they are a good side they are a difficult side to beat at times but um, as they proved against Rangers but they've not really got started they haven't um, like a lot of sides to be perfectly honest I mean nobody's running away with things I mean Hibs and Rangers are up at the top end of the table but uh, you know 
Aberdeen have only played two games and once you've once everybody's played the same number of games, the table will then take on a, a much more balanced. Or a, a, it'll take on a look that you can look at and say, right, this is how things are likely to pan out. But Livingston have struggled a bit this season. Uh, Lyndon Dykes, obviously away, brings money into the coffers. Uh, they've signed a guy from uh, a German side, uh, Lars Lokoch from SV Rudinghausen, and they've got uh, Julian Serrano in on loan from Monaco. So yeah. they haven't wasted any time in, in bolstering the ranks. But uh, it does take time for players to... to get used to playing in a, a different style of football, which these two uh, obviously have. You know, playing in the continent is quite different to the, the style that Livingston normally play. You know what you get with them. They're they're very physical. The, um, route one football seems to be their their preferred mode. But I think the, the loss of Stephen Lawless uh, to Burton Albion in the close season has affected them because he was the man who really made them tick. Lyndon Dykes was maybe the guy who's moved on for big bucks and, and got a lot of uh, the the limelight last season, particularly because of his performance against Celtic when they beat them 2-0. But Stevie Lawless, for me, was the man that, that really pulled the strings for Livingston and they haven't adequately replaced him. Yeah, I mean, well, they're down, obviously, with him. And, and you mentioned Lyndon Dykes there, and, you know, he, he has made that big money move, which has allowed them to bring in these two new signings, we would imagine. Um, but they do look like... I suppose a bit like the Dons um, at the moment, that target man. They are slightly, um, they do look like they're, they're slightly out of ideas when they move forward. Yeah, um, certainly so far. And, if, you know, confidence is a wonderful thing. And they'll have been boosted uh, by the, the goal of straw against Rangers last yeah. week. But I do think Livingston on their own plastic pitch are a different proposition than uh, when they're when they're on the road the interesting thing for me is the possibility of uh, the twins facing each other Ross and Robbie McCrory of course yes um, that's, and uh, as Ross was saying they've never played competitively against each other <laughs> so that's a, a wee bit of family history being well, there'll, made. Be a, there'll be a goal there for uh, well hopefully there'll be a goal because you know that would mean a goal for the Dons absolutely likely. well hopefully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless something really unusual happens Mark de Klerk yeah absolutely well look the, the thing about you know the the Don's lineup the other night, of course, and you're t- talking about it from a, a forward point of view. You, you touched on Lewis Ferguson there being up front and starting up front. You also saw Nam again playing in a much more forward role. Is that how Derek McInnes is going to look at things again? Is he going to go for something similar? Is he going to play now again more in a central role? How, how do you think he's going to... Possibly. I think uh, Derek is hoping that we'll get a striker in before mm-hmm. Sunday. And uh, um, Bruce Anderson is also likely to be available again along with Scott McKenna so yeah. a few more options than he had last night but who knows I mean the, when we were talking about the options none of us suggested Lewis Ferguson would well, play up front the thing was I was all set for Lewis Ferguson and McCrory in the middle of the park to be perfectly honest that's how I would have seen it uh, that's now, why we're not managers that's, why, <laughs> that's <laughs> it we, and the, you know the result the result was got and that is the main thing um, there were moments you know you could see there were moments where Nalmigan he's got that turn of pace you could see there where he was just trying to get in behind those um, those defenders he is a player that likes you feel like if he had someone up there with him that could hold it up much like you know Sam Cosgrove or Curtis Main might be doing uh, he would have more licence to make those runs it did feel sometimes like he was really having to chase yeah and uh, you know, the, the bottom line is we didn't have a natural number nine playing last night, and you know the the options were very limited. Now we'll play wherever ever he's asked to play, and, and a bit like Ross McCrory, he's another that can slot in 
uh, wherever wherever he played up front uh, under Craig Brown, as we mentioned last week, and with a lot of success, he's probably lost a, a wee bit pace since since then. But uh, no, Niall will do a, a job, and he's still a, a quality act. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk more about uh, Sunday, of course, and of course not just that Thursday next week is Euro- Europa League preliminary qualifying first round. We're going to talk in depth about that too. Uh, let's get some more reaction though from uh, our fan reporter Graham Watt. And before that, uh, let's get uh, former Don Richie Byrne. He's becoming a bit of a fixture on the show now, uh, which is no bad thing whatsoever. So let's get Richie's thoughts on the game last night. Just delighted to see the team get the three points. Uh, I think three points at any time of the year is a good three points, let alone at this time of year for uh, for everybody I know it's a tough situation for everybody up in Aberdeen but restrictions are starting to be lifted so thankfully now the team is on the up uh, that should hold us in good stead for the, for the coming game and the coming fixtures uh, I'm definitely going into Europe it's always good to have a win before we go in and play a European tie you want the lads to be quite positive um, and even when you don't play well to get a result that's very important as as you know when we got to uh, the knockout stage of the, the UEFA Cup we um, playing when, when we went away our, our, to, to get into the actual group stage we had to play a massive game and it was very very tough I, was, I wasn't even in the, the, the squad actually I was watching from the stand and the lads although we didn't have a great performance in possession and on the ball we didn't have too many chances uh, we scored a great goal obviously Dad scored a great goal uh, but we got battered the whole game and you don't mind that when it comes to Europe you don't mind as long as you get the result because I think the result is the most important thing when it comes to playing in Europe so the fact that the lads didn't play great still got the win that should uh, hopefully carry, carry us through and, and please God we get a good result in Europe yeah, Mike, you know, we look like a side who had played very little football over the last few months. Um, you know, we looked sloppy in the final third. Where our decision-making wasn't great, and our passing wasn't great either, to be honest. But, you know, it's been a trademark of Derek McInnes' side. You know, we find a way. We find a way to get the goal. Um, Ryan Hedges, Craig Bryson link up. You know, Bryson pulls the defence one way, Hedges cuts in. And when he gets in on that left foot, you know he's only got one thought pull the trigger he did it took a slight nick but you know we got there um, we'll take it It's it gives Aberdeen a huge lift it gives the city a huge lift um, gives a bit of confidence you know going into Sunday's game against Livingston uh, which would be another tough tie but um, as I say last night it wasn't pretty but we got the job done and I think all the fans will agree the more we play the better we'll get and we have a strong side you know it showed last night with the bench and the substitutes that Derek can make even with players missing we still had that strong bench and Aberdeen I look forward to Sunday's game I think it'll be a tough one but uh, Aberdeen should get the points again there Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully indeed. Uh, Andrew, just a, a word on Ryan Hedges, because Ryan Hedges, he did that against Hearts last season where he, he, he found a way, he got the shot on target, um, and that was kind of what was missing for a lot of that game from both sides. Yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, St Johnson did have the bulk of possession, but when they got into the final third, there was a lack of ideas. Michael O'Halloran has got terrific pace, uh, but he wasn't getting into central areas. I thought they looked slightly better when Craig Conway came on. Yeah. Um, but Callum Henry is big, bustling, physical. But there was a, one occasion in the first half where uh, they nicked the ball off Dean Campbell in the middle of the park and they almost had a four on three, but he just had the blinkers on and eventually didn't really get a shot away. And Callum Davidson and Stephen McLean were screaming at him to shoot. And uh, whether it's a lack of confidence uh, or what, uh, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, uh, Saints weren't that good, but 
you know, getting back to Ryan Hedges, uh, it's the old story. If you want to win the raffle, you've got to buy a ticket. So if you want to score a goal, you've got to take a shot. Yeah. And uh, you can't underestimate the part that Craig Bryson uh, played in the goal. Not only getting onto the, the pass from Matty Kennedy to knock it out wide to, to Hedges, but then to continue his run and pull Jamie McCart out wide, open up the space for Hedges to come into. And it wasn't the cleanest strike uh, from Ryan. wasn't anything like as powerful as the shot that um, he scored against Hearts last season. But it was accurate. It took the wee nick off, I think, was it Liam Gordon's heel? And Elliot Parrish was... He was a bit slow to react, to be perfectly honest, because, as I say, it wasn't a perfectly struck shot. It was like a slow motion goal, to be honest. It was a wee bit, but it found the back of the net, and that's all that matters. And then the the remaining eight to ten minutes of the game, I thought, despite, you know, St Johnston piling everybody forward, Aberdeen were very comfortable. In fact, throughout the game, defensively, we were good. Joe Lewis only had the one direct shot to save from uh, the lad McNamara in the first half. Everything else was from distance and off target. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's uh, it's great to see the Dons get those three points on the board. And of course, it is the start of another huge week because next Thursday it's Europa League action and on Sunday it's the Dons against Livingston at Pataudry. We're going to talk more about that next. <laughs> Yes, and with the Dons getting the result last night, they'll be looking to Sunday and Livingston, who visit Bataudry for another three points, hopefully. Let's get the thoughts of some more Dons fans now uh, ahead of that one. And the predictions of Dons fan, Callum. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Dons win. Uh, although Livingston were really strong defensively against Rangers, so they're going to be a tough team to break down. Um I think you've got to stick with Niall McGinn up top. He's a clever player. He can come short. He can go in behind. He can create things. It's something we lack, but I do think we are lost without a target man. Um, it's it's how we play. It's how we've played the last few seasons. North Sound One Red Friday. Yeah, I think there's a point there, Andrew, where, you know, without that target man, it's, it's definitely something that the Dons are used to, the fans are used to it as well, and perhaps last night was, more than anything, just about adapting. It was. I mean, there were a, a number of occasions during the game when you saw Johnny Hayes get the ball and look up and think, there's not a red shirt ahead of me to, to knock the ball into, and... It's not so much a target man, it's it's a natural front player. It's to have those instincts that a Sam Cosgrove or Curtis Main has. Um, and you you just have to adapt. And I thought Aberdeen adapted pretty well, particularly in the second half. And the proof of the pudding is the, the fact that they got the three points. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to Sunday then, Dave. And of course, Livingston, we, we talked about it just briefly there, but they are a slightly different proposition to St Johnston, but in some ways kind of similar in, in, in the way that you know, they're going to be physical, they're going to be hard to break down. How does Derek McInnes go about it? We, we know how he did last night. Is it going to be similar? Or do you feel like the substitutions that he made maybe have, have given him some food for thought? I think he probably has got food for thought. And it'll be because the games are coming so thick and fast, it's really about utilising the squad. Mm. You know, or whoever is available and fit. Uh, but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Lyndon Dykes will be a big miss for, for Livy. Yeah. Uh, and as Andrew mentioned, Stephen Lawless was the most impressive of the outfield players probably last season. So there is a wee bit of, uh, wee bit of um, 
reorganisation uh, that uh, Gary Holt's had to do. His namesake, Jason, I think is a good signing. I've yeah. always been quite impressed yeah. with Jason Holt. Very tidy player, doesn't is. he? Lose the ball. Yeah, and uh, we don't know about the new signings, they'll, what they're like, but we'll hopefully see them on Sunday. But no, uh, to get back to your question, Mike, I think uh, it, it will be horses for, for courses, but we are the home side, so the onus is on us to take the game to Livy and uh, make no mistake Derek wants another three points on Sunday to add to last night yeah it's about unlocking that defence again Andrew and, and patience is a big part of that especially with no fans to sort of you know uh, to cheer the team on to try and get them over the line I know that can go two ways and we've talked about that plenty uh, but it is about the patience that if things aren't going well like the first half last night and they showed that last night it's just keeping the head and knowing that if they keep knocking on the door a Ryan Hedges type moment can happen Yeah, um, you've got to go in with a very positive outlook um, and as we've said, you know it, it is slightly different uh, the Livingston side uh, without Lyndon Dykes to having the, the big guy up front um, but they've still got decent players uh, it's a new look defence that they've got uh, Devlin, Fitzwater, McMillan and Guthrie and it may not be Robbie McCrory in goals of course after that great save that um, Max Stryek made from Barisic's free kick last week yeah it was um, but uh, I, I think that there's there's no real speedster in that Livingston side for Aberdeen to worry about. And it's it's about being patient, but making sure that they do the basics so much better than they did, but with more tempo about it than, than there was, certainly in that first half hour yesterday, which was very poor, but a bit understandable given the fact it was only their second competitive game in something like five and a half months. So... Uh, there's lessons to be learned from last night and as I say you've got to go in full of optimism and I think it's a side that can only get better so let's hope it is much better on Sunday than it was Thursday Yeah, it is the start of a big week uh, there are three games for the Dons in seven days we'll talk more about those after the latest North Sound 1 news headlines Across North East Scotland North Sound 1 News the train which crashed near Stonehaven last week was travelling close to the maximum permitted speed when it hit a landslip. Rail accident investigators say the Scotrail service reached nearly 73 miles per hour before the derailment. Three people died in the crash. No new coronavirus cases linked to the cluster in Aberdeen have been recorded since yesterday. The figure remains at 237 and Nicola Sturgeon says the situation in the Granite City is improving. A primary school in Aberdeenshire which closed due to coronavirus cases has been told it can reopen. Two positive tests were linked to Peterhead Central, but NHS Grampian says it's safe for pupils to return on Monday. And Don's defender Ash Taylor's telling us why the players did a post-match huddle last night. It was um, important that we, we did stick together as a group and as a club. It's important that we all, we all get together. Um, it, was, it was difficult circumstances in the changing rooms because we were all separated, but no, it was important that we all got together at the end of the game and uh, went through what we needed to do. Aberdeen's win at St Johnston came in their first game back from a COVID-19 lockdown. That's the latest. I'm Neil Murray. North Sound 1. Get all the biggest hits and the biggest throwbacks without lifting a finger. Just ask your smart speaker to play North Sound 1. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk dogs. North Sound 1. Red Friday. 
Yeah, still loads to talk about as the Dons embark on another big, big week of fixtures and it's three games in seven days from Sunday, Dave. And of course, it's Hibs Aberdeen a week on Sunday, uh, the 30th. Then, of course, on Thursday, Aberdeen against Runovic, who uh, pretty much uh, were runaway winners last night against Barrytown. Eventually, um, it was goalless at half-time, but they ran out to 5-1 victors in the end against a Barrytown side that uh, are not up and running yet whereas uh, Runovic are in their, their season so that probably played it will have definitely played a part but yeah. uh, certainly with um, you know the, the level of the opposition in this one without taking them lightly the Dons should have too much for them to make sure that they go through to the next round I mean one of the big factors Andrew of course is that it's a one leg game at Pataudry it is um, so you don't get any second chances and they uh, as Dave said, you know, Runovic are well into their season. They've played 17 league games. They're fourth in the, in the table in the Faroe Islands, 11 points behind, uh, Torshaven. But you've got to keep a, an eye on the guy that scored the hat trick yesterday, Clement Anderson Olsen, 30 year old captain of the club. He scored 200 goals in, in under 300 games for them. So he obviously knows where the back of the net is. Uh, he's got Faroese caps. He scored for the Faroe Islands against Spain. And, uh, you know, he scored a hat-trick when Runovic uh, played Hibs in the Europa League a couple of seasons ago. So I don't think anybody will be underestimating them, but you would think that if Aberdeen go about their business the way that they should do, uh, giving them every respect due to the Faroese side that Aberdeen should be in the hat for the second qualifying round draw. You do get a slight worry when you hear the name of a high-scoring non or unknown striker from the <laughs> continent uh, and uh, Olsen uh, I mean as you said Andrew getting a hat-trick uh, last night lots and lots of goals he's got as well let's just hope he doesn't go down in Don's folklore well uh, funnily enough <laughs> I, I was looking back uh, to see you know previous games on the 23rd of August there was one in 1994 Aberdeen won won. oh yes and you know Paul Kane's last minute goal in that game no <laughs> consolation as the Dons losing away goals they're what was effectively the, the Latvian national team mm-hmm. but uh, let's hope that there's no repeat performance from uh, Mr Olsen of Runovic on Thursday night but uh, no I, I think you know he, he scored all his goals in the Faroese League so I don't know how good it is. I would assume that it is no better than perhaps League One in Scotland. Um, But the mere fact that he's got that goal record tells you that he's somebody that's got to be watched. Yeah, and as Andrew mentioned earlier, Dave, he did score against Spain, so... Yeah, <laughs> you know. who are a wee bit a, a cut above. So, yeah, no, there is. But you, but it, it is, you know, it's, it's about getting the job done again. And we said that last night, before last night's game, so about getting the three points. They did that away from home uh, against a pretty reasonable St Johnson side although they didn't show it in the in the uh, further up the pitch anyway um, and it is again just about getting that result again keeping ahead if things don't happen in the first half an hour because in Europe you just don't know what you're up against yeah and uh, the, it won't even be mentioned that game until Sunday evening at the earliest because right yeah. now the focus is all on Sunday afternoon but uh, once the Livingston game is out of the way um, Derek and the, the team will turn their attentions to the Faroese. They've already got plenty of information on them. They've got footage, so they, they'll know exactly what to expect. But uh, it's 
just about making sure and it won't happen that there's no complacency get the job done and I'm sure they will Yeah, in the news today of course uh, Andrew, we're seeing uh, rumours about Marley Watkins being a target for the Dons if that did happen obviously he's got experience in Scottish football at Inverness as well he's at Bristol City uh, what, what kind of s- sort of um, attributes would he bring? He's tall he's fairly quick um, he's not a, a you know, a prolific goal scorer, but he's a Scottish Cup winner with uh, Inverness Cali Thistle, so he knows the Scottish game, and uh, I think he could come in and do a decent job. I th- you know, people look at statistics far too much, I think. Remember when we signed Sam Cosgrove, and Sam had only scored one goal. I mean, coming from you, that's rich. <laughs> <laughs> True, but um, you, can, you can take too much uh, out of bald facts yeah, uh, and you know everybody thought Sam one goal in his career when he came to Aberdeen nobody would heard of him and they thought oh he's not going to be any good and then you know two minutes into his debut he clatters <laughs> Scott Brown and gets sent off Yeah, uh, but he's blossomed into a very very good striker now so uh, th- there's enough there uh, that about Marley Watkins to suggest that he can do a job and as I say the important thing is he knows the Scottish game he's not coming into a a style of football that is is completely alien to him as could be the case with the two new guys coming into Livingston's squad Uh, so I think he would would do a job and the the fact that uh, the manager I think has expressed interest in, in the past um, tells you that um, he feels he can do a job for Aberdeen. Yeah, absolutely, and he has got uh, international caps as well, so he he has played, you know, at a high level. And as well as that, I think Andrew mentioned it earlier. It's about that type of player that the Dons maybe at the moment with the injuries and players coming back are maybe lacking a little bit of. Yeah, when he was with Inverness, he, he always he was a player that certainly impressed me. The times I, I saw him, and as Andrew said, he's a Scottish Cup winner with Inverness, knows the Scottish game, and so I, I think it would be a uh, a very good addition to, you know, but once everybody's back, it's going to be quite a good, strong squad. I know, we'll absolutely. With two, two teams going out and uh, and, uh, and giving people a game, I think. Steady. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not. Uh, OK, right on the way, we're going to do our Beat the Pundit. We've got another Dons fan up against Dave McDermott this week, and we'll find out how last week's uh, Dons fan got on. And as well as that, we'll look at the other games in the Scottish Premiership and uh, get Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny's thoughts on those. <laughs> Talk Dawns. North Sound 1. Red Friday. Yeah, this is Red Friday on North Sound 1. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny, and we are delighted because we're actually talking about football uh, this week, which is just fantastic. And of course, uh, the big game, the next one we've got to look forward to, Andrew, is Aberdeen Livingston. Uh, I did kind of say, you know, you did mention stats a minute ago, and if I'm honest, we do like your stats. So uh, what have you got for us? Uh, just a couple of things. Um... Did you know that Aberdeen and Livingston have never met in a, a league match or, or never did meet in a league match in the 20th century? Wow, really? Uh, neither side has ever scored more than three goals in any of the 23 previous league meetings. Oh, it's well. Uh, and my memory match was the 20th of April 2002. Uh, first half goals from Leon Mike, Phil Maguire and Darren Mackey saw the Dons win 3-0 to qualify for Europe. And it was Danish day, so everybody mm-hmm. bought the... <laughs> You know, the, the, the mock um, Viking helmets with the horns yeah. and they were waving the, the Danish flags around. It was at a time when Ian Ruddick, who was in charge of marketing at Petaudry, 
who Dave will remember, had the bright idea of theming every day, <laughs> every <laughs> game that we had. And that was, to my recollection, the only one that ever worked. Really? Um, because, of course, Ebby Scovedal was the manager and Peter Keir was in goals for Aberdeen. So yeah. uh, that it was a colourful day that day. Uh, number one was Gareth Gates singing. Um, it would have been the one from... Pop's the uh, pop idol, uh, which was uh, I can't remember. Oh no, uh, Spirit in the Sky. No, it was Unchained Melody. All right, <laughs> close. The first one. <laughs> so, so that was it. Okay, very good. Uh, you you wanted to say something, yeah, Dave, about uh, that day? Yes, uh, Andrew's <laughs> right. When some of them were less successful than others, the Star Wars day that coincided with a game against Rangers, if you remember, <laughs> was it the fourth of May. May uh, the 4th? No, it no. wasn't. Well, I missed the point straight away. No, it was the one where you the pictures of the stormtroopers and the, the promotion for the day, right. and then we had the stormtroopers in the f- form of uh, Police Scotland, or Grampian Police as they were then, having to in- invade the, the pitch in the first half because after uh, Robbie Winters was hit oh, yes. by oh, that, that game. object that right. game. Yes, right, so that, game. that uh, didn't quite go according there, to plan. There's been Star Star Wars history with the Dons, but uh, with with other such moments, uh, controversial moments. Uh, what I was going to say as well, though, was was uh, that day, Andrew, where did all the pubs in Aberdeen uh, put their pints up to about thirty five pounds fifty if it was Danish day? Because <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. I must admit. No. Uh, all right. Well, let's look ahead then to uh, the game next Thursday, just briefly before we, we move on to beat the pundit. Just a just a quick word on that before we do move on. Obviously, at home, uh, big game for the Dons. Back in Europe, and and it is nice, especially given it's been so long since we've had regular football. We feel like we're getting into a bit of a rhythm now. We've got three games this week, um, and isn't it nice just to be talking about European football, Dave? Absolutely, and uh, we still have this, uh, you know, the the dream of Derek and to get through to the group stages. That'd be great. It would be fantastic. Um, but of course, when we did it last, when it was the UEFA Cup last year of the UEFA Cup, there was only one qualifying game to get to the group stages and that was the, the game that uh, Richie was talking about earlier against Dnipro yeah. it's so much harder these days I mean, uh, it's such a long route um, totally do you think Andrew though that the, the one off game uh, obviously they've got the advantage of it being at home but that aside do you think that's an advantage that it is over one game um, well, you, you go into it knowing that it's it's win or bust. Um, so you, you can't afford to go in uh, at 80%. You've got to be 100% right from the from the off. We've got home advantage. It's a, against a team from the Faroe Islands. We should be favourites. We've got to go out and get the job done. And if we get into the second round draw, we're going to be seeded once again. So we should face a side that on paper we should beat. So uh, things are looking good, but you've got to get the job done in the park. What's on paper doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, it is a big weekend in the Scottish Premiership once again. There are many fixtures. In fact, it's a full card over the Saturday and the Sunday. So uh, we're going to get the... Uh, the thoughts of this week's Beat the Pundit contestant in just a minute. Uh, Don's fan uh, Stephen White is going to be doing it this week, but last week it was Ian Davidson who was up against our pundit Dave McDermott. Andrew, how did Ian get on? Uh, Ian won 3 0. <laughs> uh, the, the good form run has ended. It has. Uh, it's <laughs> blew up spectacularly. I, I think um, none of us covered ourselves in glory in trying to predict games last weekend, but uh, yeah. uh, from 10 points in the first week back to zero in the third week, <laughs> yes. it didn't take you long to get back to form. Just yes. a, a quick one, Andrew. How does the points? How do the points work for those that don't know? Uh, you get three points if you get the correct score. Right. Uh, you get one if you get the 
or three points for the correct score line, and if you get one point if you if you correct to predict that it's a, a win. Right, got it, got it, or a draw, etc. Yes. Indeed. Okay. Well, let's get the thoughts of Stephen White, who's going to take on Dave McDermott in this week's Beat the Pundit. Motherwell two, Hamilton nil, Rangers three, Kilmarnock nil, St Mirren one, Ross County one. Dundee United 1, Celtic 2, Aberdeen 2, Livingston 1, St Johnston 1, Hibs 3. Dave, let's get your scores then. Motherwell, Hamilton. Yeah, exactly the same as Stephen. (laughs) 2-0 for the home side, although it is a local derby, so anything can happen. Rangers against Kilmarnock. Exactly the same as Stephen. 3-0 for the home side. It's going to be an exciting weekend of Beat the Pundit. St Mirren, Ross County. Well, it changes now. St Mirren, uh, 2, Ross County, 1. Dundee United, Celtic, the late kick-off. It's 5.30 on Saturday. Yeah, United, 1, Celtic, 3. On Sunday, it's St Johnson Hibs, the 4.30 kickoff. Uh, 0-2. And then, of course, at 3 o'clock slightly before that, Aberdeen against Livingston. 2-0. OK, there we go then. Uh, Andrew, just looking at the games outside of Aberdeen-Livingston, of course, what's the one that you've got your eye on? Um, Dundee United against Celtic, uh, because uh, Celtic, you know, throwing away points down at uh, Kilmarnock, uh, albeit they got a 6-0 win against our old friends from Reykjavik, KR, who remember we beat 10-0 53 years ago now. That was um, the way to say, when was this? <laughs> 1967, our first ever European tie. Right. Um, but uh, Dundee United have started the season well. That was a big result for them up at Ross County last week. And uh, I was speaking to Mark Reynolds at McDermott Park last night, and he's loving it. And he said that their manager, uh, their fitness coach, he said that they're... They're working really well with the squad. Uh, they're they're not noticing uh, the fact that Robbie Nielsen has gone, but this is a major test for them against Celtic, and uh, it's got the it looks like the the standout game on the the, the fixture list. Rangers, Kilmarnock, Rangers obviously dropping points at Livingston last week. Kilmarnock, a late late show, seeing them throw away a potential win against St Johnston. Uh, Kelly. Not the side that they were under Steve Clark, but on their day, capable of causing an upset, but I don't see it at Ibrox tomorrow. Dundee United have started pretty well, and they do seem like a side that is well organised, which is testament, I think, to the new management team that have come in. Yeah, Mickey Mellon comes with a, a good track record. Um, I think it came as a surprise to a lot of people that he is actually Scottish. It came as a surprise yeah. to me, I'll tell you that, because I always just thought of him as being a journeyman in England, but, um, you know, very much not. So, yeah, he's... Uh, but he's done a great job and he speaks really well. Yeah, he does. He comes across well. And he, as uh, Andrew was saying, Mark, the club captain, is obviously impressed with the, the way he works. But I think Celtic, after... Dropping points at Kilmarnock, I think they'll have learned their lesson from that. So I, I do think they'll be too strong for United, but who knows? The other one that uh, Hibs, I think Rangers will beat Kilmarnock. So Hibs know that they've got to go to McDermott Park and come away with the points to keep themselves up at the top mm. uh, of the table. And also, actually looking at the Lanarkshire Derby, Motherwell against Hamilton is, as I mentioned, it's a local derby, so anything can happen. Uh, Brian Rice at Hamilton, they need to start getting their season uh, back on track again but uh, I, I do think Motherwell 
after a sticky start themselves, I think they'll prove too too strong. Yeah, I mean, Motherwell, obviously, just with a couple of points so far, Andrew and Hamilton, you know, they've got that extra game to play, but they haven't picked up a point yet. And you do feel like a team like Hamilton really need to start seeing points on the board. Oh, they've got to, because um, the longer they're, they're in this position where they haven't picked up anything, you get into a rut and it is so difficult to get yourself out of that. In the past, you've seen Hamilton maybe lose two games in the trot and lose heavily, and then they'll bounce back. But there's been no bounce back so far this season from them, and it must be worrying times for Brian Rice because he, he says that they're they're playing decent enough football, but they're not able to pick up any sort of positive result. And the longer that goes on, the more it would suggest that the pundits who regularly tip Hamilton to be the side to finish bottom of the league are going to be right this season. Uh, just back then to the Dons Livingston of course it's on Sunday uh, 3 o'clock kickoff. Dave and who are your Dons to watch who, who do you think are the players that the fans should keep an eye on well I think Ryan Hedges will have had his confidence uh, boosted some, he- some headband he's got though isn't it I mean we've got to mention it it's, you know it is uh, it's, um, it's definitely it's actually it's made more Twitter and this week on Twitter more people will be talking about his headband than anything else well he had braids in his hair as well at training the other day so right. um, I don't know whether some of the boys <laughs> have had a word with him but uh, <laughs> it was just the headband last night but yeah. hey as long as he keeps scoring winning goals he can have any hairstyle he wants well they say that Dave that once you know if somebody has a hairstyle they don't change it until the form dips indeed indeed and but for Ryan he's got the added incentive of making sure he's back in uh, Ryan Giggs's plans for Euro 2021 now because yeah. he, he, he was suffering from a, a drop in form and injuries last season so and the fact he's he's having to come off the bench hopefully last night's uh, goal will certainly give his manager plenty of food for thought and he'll be staking a place place for a, a regular start and with that hopefully get the form back that will get him back into the international squad yeah I mean you don't get much more of an incentive than that Andrew you don't no and uh, I think he, he was good certainly in the first part of last season after New Year his form kind of dipped and he wasn't getting as many minutes but he, he's, he had a, a decent return for a wide player in terms of goals and also in a terms in terms of assists and he's the type of player that you love to watch because he's he's got a an elegant style about him it's it's like left-handed golfers and cricketers they look so much more elegant than the right-handed counterparts left-footed football players often look more pleasing to the eye than than right-footed, but um, you do feel when he cuts inside as well when he's got when he's got yeah. the goal in his sights that there's something can happen. He showed Absolute, that again last night. Absolutely, and he can hit a ball, um, you know, to either side of the goalkeeper, which is maybe what threw uh, Parish off slightly last night. He wasn't balanced. He wasn't sure whether he was going to go near post or far post with the shot. Uh, but uh, I think a, a confident, in-form Ryan Hedges has got a big, big role to play for Aberdeen this season. Yeah, just a quick uh, comment on your prediction, Andrew. How do you think it's going to go? Uh, I hope that Aberdeen win 2-0. I think um, we will see a, an improved performance from, from the team and it would be nice to get a couple of goals as well. Yeah. Uh, last words on the game on Sunday then, Dave. It is obviously about just keeping momentum, being patient. Um, what does Derek McInnes say to the players? Just keep it going. Uh, and 
not the performance, but keep keep the the character going that we sh- we saw last night. They dug deep and they got their just reward. But uh, the other player, just to go back to that, Scotty Wright, I thought was given it was his first game for so long. He'd such a bad a big time injury. last season with the injuries. So great to see him back. And as one of the fans said earlier, he hopes that he gets a start on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, It'd be great to see him back in the team once again. And it is a big week for the Dons, of course. Hibs Aberdeen a week on Sunday. Uh, Thursday it's Aberdeen against Runovic in the Europa League qualifying first round and on Sunday it's Aberdeen Livingston we'll be back next Friday night on North Sound 1 It's time to talk football it's time to talk Dons North Sound 1 Red Friday